0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Rock Metal Podcast, joining me in the studio here, we have Grant from Jupiter Hollow. And it's a combination of things because uh, there's a new album that was released just last year called Bereavement, and then there's also uh, a live stream tour. So we're going to be chatting about quite a few things uh, with regard to this release today. But in the meantime, Grant, welcome to the show. Already, right, thanks for having me. Absolutely, it's gonna be good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that in the middle of the pandemic, we're able to you know sit in the same studio to uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> convincingly
0: enough, yeah, <laughs> Con- convincingly <laughs> enough. We each get a potted plant, uh, and a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're twin plants by the system, exactly. Uh, they're the kind of plants that need to grow in, in a harmony like that. With the, you separate them, they die.
1: <laughs> just like us right
0: John <laughs> yeah, so just like us and then you have bereavement which yeah. takes us to bereavement now as, I guess as a preface up front by the time this episode airs it looks like the live streaming tour will be over but I still wanted to touch base on the live stream tour I wanted to touch base on uh, what's called the bereavement experience uh, for free the free album or or you can take us through that and then I also wanted to chat about the album itself bereavement so this is kind of like a loaded episode
1: For sure, yeah. Yeah, No, Are you still talking about the, because we we canceled the tour that was, like, supposed to be now, and we rebooked it to, like, August.
0: Well, it's a good thing you're here. I'm going to have to talk to that little scumbag John Asher and tell him his his shit doesn't work. Okay, fine. So, we'll talk about the, love to talk about that live stream coming out in August. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to send John Asher a message right now and say, you little scumbag. Um cool it's okay most embarrassingly enough i was uh chatting with in flames backstage and by the time um, they had reached edmonton their tour roster had changed and i didn't know that so i was sitting down with in flames and i'm like so tell me about the blah 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 who joined for the tour and they're like he left two months ago and i'm like great so <laughs> <laughs> wow in flames
1: is sweet man that's awesome yeah it's uh just with the COVID, like, we were doing this live stream just one-on-one. And it seemed like, yo, it's just us, like, who's going to stop us? But then the Ontario government was essentially saying, like, if you're, if you're driving, uh, the cops can pull you over and charge you 750 bucks. And So we canceled it, but then they retracted that because they can't actually pull you over for just driving. And anyways, we just thought it was best with how crazy it is in Ontario to put it on halt, push it to uh, August, and instead of doing, like, 20 shows, we booked 50 shows because go big or go home, right?
0: That's right. okay, so take us through that. What does that mean? What is a live stream tour?
1: So uh, essentially it's the best we can get right now for our state of Ontario and Canada, and just uh, the industry of touring right now as everybody's aware. Um, so essentially what we're doing is we're what we'd be doing for a real live show minus our live members is just Kenny and I uh, in our basement. we set up uh, you know the live production. Um, and as some of your listeners might know, we we do all the music ourselves. So in the basement setting, we we just play like backing tracks, and me on guitar, Kenny on uh, keys and vocals, and we do a show. Start it's like you know we have a uh, 10 minutes where people can come in, wait, then we you know the lights go out, we come out, we do our show, intermission, and the show ends. People can donate, and we're just it's more for our own sanity of like you know. Uh, we know a lot of people, like we've spoken to friends and bands who when the pandemic hit, you know, everything's just canceled. But for us, we're like, this is the time to kind of just full steam ahead with our marketing, with the touring, of <laughs> touring, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of our initiation. If we can do 50 shows in our basement, we're, we're good to do anything because that's a big commitment. So
0: It is a big commitment. Now, I guess my confusion on the tour part is, does that mean that you are specifically broadcasting to a particular country or town every night or you're putting on this show and anybody can tune in anywhere in the world every night.
1: Yeah, second. So it's uh we call it the tour as like the set of shows um but it's, you know, anybody can join in which is kind of a cool opportunity of if they, you know, we have the regulars who will come in all the time and uh it's cool to give them that opportunity of maybe what some people would do travel city to city to see the show grow and the production grow and see what changes there is night to night and uh, it kind of gives people that opportunity to have that same experience or an experience they would never have any other way. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of unique for everyone.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of experience, you mentioned the word experience there, and I remember going to your website and seeing something titled The Bereavement Experience. Yeah, that's right. Take us through that. What is that?
1: Yeah, so essentially the whole concept, um, I uh, – Kind of the idea with the music industry, it's become very stale on how music's promoted and how maybe newer bands connect with their audiences. So we came up with this idea that um, instead of just, you know, releasing your album, it's on Spotify, go listen to it, see us live, whatever, we wanted to make it much more than that. Just like in the old days where there's concept records, you go by the vinyl and there's all this art, and it, it was looked at more as art in the blend of music. And I feel like that there's a very blurred line out because in this industry, everything's so fabricated, pumped out, and it's just, you know, it's blasted. So we wanted to bring it back to the the root of what music is. And essentially uh, you sign up and je- it, it, the reason it's free is because we want to give fans that uh, in this industry where music is free is to give them so much value where you, you come behind, you get to see... Uh, interviews with Kenny and I explaining and breaking down each song, the writing, the concepts. Uh, you can get the lyrics there for each song, which isn't available anywhere else. And the lyrics are pretty much a story since it's a concept album. Uh, and then it goes into live videos for each song. Um, there's in studio footage like Kenny did all the drums for the album in one take, uh, like literally record, boom, it's on the official album, and you can see the actual video. So there's all this like stuff that. Makes you really feel a part of how this album was created, what the album's about, and how much work we put into it as an artist. And bands aren't really doing that. People don't really understand. And for our fans, they've gotten a lot out of it. And also, you know, at that point, we, you know, people can still go out and get the album and buy it. And our philosophy is, you know, if we can give people enough value for them to care, then, you know, we give them some offers. We give them the option if they want to support us.
0: Okay. All right. Now, something else you mentioned was that bereavement is a concept album so take us through bereavement
1: yeah so kenny who's <laughs> not on the call he's the the, of the concert. i was actually uh just in the bereavement experience before uh, this call kind of watching some of the videos of him explaining what the concepts are um <laughs> but <laughs> uh, in a nutshell um our first record adam was also a concept record in this is Bremen, the II, and they're actually one big story uh, that flow into each other with the song, a single called Odyssey, which is kind of the the rogue one, the, the middle one that bridges the two concepts together. So uh, this is the first half of the story, and Adam is just kind of figuring out who this character is, you know, all about uh, you think there's two people fighting against this one guy, mental health, and essentially he gets sent away on a ship to this planet, the fate that he sent. To, oh man, I'm making this sound so confusing. I don't fucking know, man. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> he's a, uh, yeah, it's a guy, he goes to space. And it's like, it's like a fucking guy, team.
0: man. And he goes to space. And Yeah, I get it.
1: Fucking kills his uh, nemesis, his brother called what? Sawbreaker. What?
0: His, his brother is his nemesis. I'm just getting juicy, Grant.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, let me break it down. <laughs> Album one is yep. the ruler of a country. He destroys the civilization. And we find out he actually sent off to save the planet, people to this other planet to save whatever. Yeah. So then he goes there, and he thinks he's got the savior for a fresh start since he fucked that whole planet. Um, but they find out that you know they hate him there too, and they end up killing him, and he kills himself. And it's, it's, a, it's a big old crazy story.
0: <laughs> it's a big old crazy story. So go ahead and go to jupiterhollow.ca and sign up for the free experience. And get a better explanation. <laughs> <laughs> get a better explanation. Um, cool. Now, The Mill has a music video, and I know that for today you guys wanted to chat about Sawbreaker and The Rosedale. So I guess I'm willing to chat about any of those three. I know the uh, music video I will post on today's show notes so that people can see the music video. Um, but Sawbreaker, The Rosedale, what are these tracks about? Why did you guys want to chat about these ones today?
1: Well, these songs uh, are dearest to us, and uh, we have we were supposed to be releasing these live videos, which are available in the Breedman Experience from our DVD, but our Facebook page temporarily got like wiped for the year, so all of our releases are on hold, so they're not out yet. But the Rose- uh, I think the Sawbreaker video is out. But we we'll want to talk about them, because so far they've been getting like the best feedback from our fans. They're definitely the most adventurous songs on the album. I feel like the Rosedale's... Uh, you know, your standard rock song that kind of gets a little creative there. And then Sawbreaker's just all out kind of war. And the two of our favorite songs on the album, you know, we like all of them, but, uh, yeah. Why,
0: uh, why do you think those ones are fan favorites? Do you have an idea?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting because when we release an album, it's not like you're listening to a Nickelback album where it's very much like next, next, next. It's like each song is kind of their own world. Um, And you can go from one song that's piano-driven to acoustic to death metal to straight-up rock. So I think we have a few songs in the mix, whether it's like Hades Heart, Deep in Space, or these ones that are kind of like a blend between that crazy prog land and like something a little more familiar. So I think that's what might make people gravitate towards it. But at the end of the day, I don't know. Prog people are very eccentric, I think.
0: Prog people. I couldn't help but notice <laughs> the bus went by and Chad Kroger's under it. I couldn't help but notice that uh threw, threw Nickelback under the bus there for a second. <laughs> I, I like Nickelback. I got their I, own. I, I, fucking, I fucking love Nickelback, too. Uh are I went to see them live, too. so I can't, I'm not riffing on them at all. I know. Uh, yeah, I saw them live. What was it? Oh, my gosh. At this point? Oh, I'm old. Probably like 15 years ago. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to see what ends up. Ends up happening after we break out of the whole thing. Actually, the latest band I've been listening to outside of Jupiter Hollow, uh, oddly enough, is Billy Talent, which is not something I ever thought I would say. But Cool, man. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. in one of their music videos. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, if you go to Louder Than the DJ, I'm like front row, like one of the 70s guys.
0: Wow. So, do you know those guys? What,
1: what? No, I, I don't know them. They. Uh, I with my ex girlfriend went to a uh, Guns N' Roses concert where Billy Talent opened, and uh, they said, "They're like Toronto, we're filming a music video. Like, uh-huh. su- you like submit to go there." So we just like emailed and did the coupley thing and went to this music video in front row. So
0: okay. it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, just autumn, autumn. Randomly, I was like the other day thinking, "I'm gonna listen to some Billy Talent," and then I started listening to it, and I don't know, just a bunch of talented guys.
1: Are you listening to Billy Talent one and two?
0: Yes, or, uh, those are the best ones. Yeah, mostly one and two, and then taking a look at some of their their other stuff. I like to venture out and see, you know, what happened or whatever. But uh, truth be told, when I first heard them, Grant, I thought, "Get that guy off the microphone. He sounds annoying, and I don't like him." And it took it took it away from me for me. But you know, as I'm gotten older, I'm starting to understand that they are a great band. Yeah,
1: very. Very, they're very just different. I don't know. It's it's one of those things you either like or you don't, but they're just, man. It's nice to see a rock band from Canada who's just gone so far and just put their stamp on the world of like, you know, nobody else sounds like Billy Talent. If they do, then they're ripping off Billy Talent, right? So
0: that's right. Sweet. So we chatted about the album, Bereavement. We chatted about the Bereavement live stream tour, which is starting in August. We chatted about the Bereavement experience, where people can sign up and get a whole swath of information about just about everything concepts yeah, behind the li- yeah uh cool and you ov- obviously we chatted about uh covid situation quite a bit which unless you're in australia or new zealand is pretty much shut down for the time being <laughs> uh is there anything that we missed grant that we were supposed to talk about
1: oh man well the album's out we're pending this tour thing uh you know, I, I don't know, man. It's we're it's we're feeling like this this year is like our kind of big year for the push with you know our marketing efforts and really spreading the word about bereavement. So it's such a big world, and when a, a band like us, who's you know we're not like huge major label band, we're all completely independent. So it's all on our shoulders to promote, um, market, you know, work with John, you great people, uh, kind of spreading the word. So. It's uh there's a lot of ear a lot of ear holes that haven't heard bereavement yet so mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing our best to make sure that the world knows and the world enjoys and opens their mind <laughs> that's right
0: and after we conquer the death of people not having heard you we will <laughs> be in bereavement for the fact that they now have heard you which is a really good thing in a twisted sort of opposite way
1: how do you feel about the uh, the music industry and especially in our kind of world of you know I'm Prague, rock, and just more artists who are just being more creative and not sticking to the boundaries. Like, how have you found, just speaking to bands and your own work, like the direction of the music industry? Are you hopeful?
0: I guess I needed a little bit of clarification Um, with regard to the pandemic, the direction of the music industry, or as if the pandemic hadn't happened, the the direction of the music industry?
1: Well, pandemic or not, you know, I think music is always going to be there and people are always going to love it. I guess just the shape of the genre in specific or just, just the state of the world. Like, do you see rock as this kind of up, uprising again? Like, uh, a lot of people speak like rocks
0: dead and uh, I'm total
1: anti that, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm hopeful.
0: For yeah. I don't know. I guess from my own perspective and you know, you've used some of the, uh, the marketing language of, you know, giving value to customers and whatnot. Um, you don't need the whole world to be successful. You just need your corner of the world. And uh, rock music in general is a pretty wide term. Uh, Godsmack was very popular. Foo Fighters is super popular. They sold out, what is it, Wembley Stadium? I mean, yeah, that's, that's big. Uh, we just chatted about Nickelback. They go on arena tours, uh, making a million dollars per show. They do 30 shows. That's $30 million.
1: I think more so the younger generation, people are worried about like because those are all guys been around for years. You know, Foo Fighters, like Nirvana days, kind of carried the torch. But yeah. I think the big worry is like you know they look at bands like Greta Van Fleet and they think that you know ripoffs oh. Zeppelin bands are the next generation of rock. And I I don't have a problem with Greta Van Fleet. Like I there's no denying the similarities between that, but I just think people might look at like the younger like from bands in the 20s and when you look at that now, at least what I follow in rock, I see bands like Ginger who are fucking amazing. Uh, And they're like, just, it seems like they're a lot heavier when you look at rock bands of our age. It's, it's more progressive and heavy. And yeah, uh, Yeah. what's up, man?
0: (laughs) Well, and I mean, uh, the more you go away from the mainstream, the smaller your corner of the world is going to be. And that's just, just the fact of the nature of it. Um, And then as a prog rock band, uh, there's always been the joke of prog rock, obviously, but um, as long as it sounds cohesive, like Rush sounds cohesive, Dream Theater sounds cohesive. When we start getting into stuff that sounds like a compilation, that's where you're really going to start losing people, I think. Um, and you're going to find those people who are like, "Oh, great, they did a compilation instead of an album." But for the most part, you can be proggy but not be compilationy. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't really know what else to say about it other than. You know, something that you, you mentioned was that, well, these are some older established bands. Yeah, it, it takes time. You know, Nickelback was a, was a garage band here in Alberta at one point, too.
1: Yeah, they're killing it, man.
0: Yeah. You know, and that was like 1994. Just to give you some idea of the time it took from when they were a garage band that nobody knew about. And could have stopped at any time along their path, but kept going.
1: Yeah. It through everything, man. Like the the haters and the but you know, that's the thing, there's always gonna be the haters and people who love to hate, but they've they're they're always outshining that, you know. It's they yeah. remarkable. They're the only band on the radio like consistently for years and years and years and just hit after hit. So like that that's a hard working band, man. And uh you also gotta say our, our bands willing to put in that kind of work ethic like those bands were financially able to fund it, support it. Our labels willing to take the risks. Our bands willing to take their own risks and learn the business themselves. Like it seems like a different time, but at the end of the day, it's all really not too, too different. Right. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Business no. is
1: business. Music's music. <laughs>
0: yeah. And as long as you're comfortable bringing those two together and you're willing to have an indomitable, fierce, tenacious work ethic, where you do not give up, you stay in the saddle, then you'll make it. And it's going to take 10 years of blood, mm-hmm. sweat, and tears of setbacks, but you'll get there. But it's going to take a lot of savvy and a lot of determination and a lot of work. Yeah.
1: The, way I, the best metaphor, if that's what you would refer to that I like is if you have a plant and you water it every day and give it sunlight, you're not going to see the growth every day, but you continue doing it. It's going to grow over years and years, and eventually this small little plant will be a big-ass tree in 10 years. But at any point when you decide to stop feeding it, it's going to die, and then you start from the bottom again. So it's the exact same thing. It's like there's no choice for that plant but to turn into a tree one day if you keep nurturing it. Same yeah. thing with business, music, relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've learned a lot about life on this car. (laughs) We
0: we sure have, baby. Well, and I'm glad that you brought up Nickelback because a lot of people attack the oak tree that has become Nickelback. But it's (laughs) all oak trees start out as a seed and Nickelback themselves started out as a seed and they could have stopped at any time. They could have done their first demo and said, screw it. (laughs) They could have stopped at their first album and said, screw it. They could have stopped at their second album and said screw it. They could have stopped at their third album and said screw it, <laughs> because they didn't really become the Nickelback that we know of today until like their fourth album. Right. Yeah. And that's they've
1: got creative different directions. Yeah.
0: And that's what they want. and that's not uncommon for bands. It's pretty rare for a band to come out with album number one and they don't have a history themselves of a band of the last ten years and take the world by storm it's just not a reality usually if the musicians themselves don't have like 10 years behind them working at it and then all of a sudden the right click of people come together it it's the band itself has been at it for 10 years
1: yeah yeah i hear you and even on just how bands evolve over time it's uh a lot of listeners are kind of ignorant i guess where they think like you know they come in you put a two records you like and the next one's different you're like well that's not the band that i like but they don't realize that when people are sitting in a room the way they wrote that album might be different from that or where they are as a musicians different and it's like we're artists at the end of the day and we we're putting out what comes up in the spur of the moment it's like we don't think about it as like oh we well maybe some bands do who are like we must reproduce our hits and then they end up sounding like shit over the years and they die out like i don't know maybe yeah what's a band that does that? I better not say any band. <laughs> but some bands try to follow like a foreign approach, I would think, or at least are directed by their label, which I think the independent approach is a lot better. It even seems bigger bands when they're finally out of the contracts, like tool and stuff, they're like, we got enough money to do this ourselves. We're going to do what we want. And at the end of the day, you don't tell a painter how to paint a picture, right? You let them do their thing. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Now that you mentioned the label, I have one other question, and I know that you just crapped on labels, but I know of a label (laughs) that I think would be a good fit for you guys because they have a small front-end approach where they deal with artists as artists, but they have a large back-end where they're able to service people around the world with tour support and marketing. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, and if that's of interest to you, then I can connect you guys.
1: Well, hey man, as uh, in business, you know, any opportunity I'm at least willing to take a look at it for sure. It's uh, I don't shut anything out without knowing all the facts, so that totally interested for sure. Okay, to, at least hear hear what you guys got going on. So. <laughs>
0: sure. Well, I wouldn't be a part of it. All I'm doing is uh, connecting you because similar to how John Asher uh, writes to me and says, "Hey, I've got this band Jupiter Hollow. Do you want to interview them?" Labels like to work with other media outlets to say, hey, by the way, obviously we get submissions, but if you are chatting with a band that you think would be a great fit, don't hesitate to send them our way. Great. Well,
1: I, I appreciate that, that opportunity. That's, a, that's kind of you and uh, that you believe in what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I'm totally open to the conversation for sure. You, what, what are they called?
0: Worm. Uh, well, the, either you'd be on Wormhole Death or you'd be on Epictronic if they like you. Um, but those would be one of the two labels. Right
1: on. Where are they based out of? Italy. Italy.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, like, you've intrigued me. Okay. That sounds like where you guys all buds. No, I he's in Ontario. Feel... Oh wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're he's... Fellow,
1: fellow Canadians.
0: <laughs> yes, he's he's in Canada proper. Whenever you say Canada to the outside world, it's Toronto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only
1: Only an hour and
0: a half north of that, so not far off. Okay. Very cool. Sweet. Well, what, I'll, what I'll do, um, we we'll probably have to cut this off. Have I thanked you for coming on to the show yet, Grant? No, I did thank you. I don't think you. so. Dub her in. Okay. Yeah, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. Sweet. All right. Because <laughs> um, I actually edited the iMovie for the podcast. He does. And I got to wow, get off. that's great. Yeah. I got to get off Good to work job. here shortly, but... Um, So let's do that really quick. Thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Grant.
1: John, it's been the utmost pleasure,
0: and I really enjoyed our entire conversation. Thanks for having me.